Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And welcome to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day to everyone. This by this week is going by very, very quickly. So we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk primarily about Joe Biden's day yesterday. Disgraceful. He was had a disgraceful day. He went to Michigan. He told lie after lie. Spoke a little bit of gibberish. You can't put Joe Biden in front of a microphone and not have a little bit of gibberish come out. He faked a photo op inside of what appears to be a vehicle for like driver driving instructors because there were two steering wheels in the vehicle. But he wanted to make it look like he was driving. Very strange. If anyone has any explanation on what that was all about, I'm happy to hear it. And then he also embraced a congresswoman who supports terrorism. Not bad for a Tuesday. For Joe Biden, for the man who hides in his basement, he got a lot done on that Tuesday, uh, yesterday. So hit the share button. We're going to be going through it. Very important to hit the share button if you're watching on Facebook. Give us that thumbs up. Very, very important. Give us a thumbs up if you haven't already. Comment on DLive. Comment. Lemons. Always appreciate it. Actually, we're going to give out some lemons right now to everyone who's early to the show. We're available on Twitch, streaming on Twitch, and as well as conservative-daily.com. And there is a donate button on a tip button on conservative-daily.com. So if you feel so inclined, tips are appreciated. So before we get into all of that, there was a video that came out, and I want to show it to you. Of the, uh, did you see the fourth grader with the mask uh, scolding the teachers on the, the school district on the mask? We're going to show that to you if you haven't seen it in a second. But before I do have to remind you that with everything going on in the country today, it's very, very important that you take action to take the country back. That's a saying that we've heard ever since the Tea Party days, right? We're going to take back the country. Well, how do you take back the country? You got to run for office. And, and it might seem like a, a hard thing to do, but what many people don't know is that most races, local, local races, actually go unopposed. So there's tremendous opportunity for you to take leadership positions at local, county, state government levels very relatively easily. But if you don't know how to run for office, you got to learn. And the way you learn is through one of our sponsors, run, How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative. It is the only coursework that presents how to run for office from that biblical worldview. It's very important. Lots of people run for office and they do it the wrong way. They become beholden to special interests. They get bought by powerful people and then they owe them, they owe them for their, their entire career. Don't let it change you. Learn how to run for office from the biblical worldview. If you go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10, you get 10% off the already discounted price. It's important that we all glorify God through government for such a time as this. Again, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10 to get 10% off. Okay, so before we get into Biden, before we get into someone like disgracing the, the office, I want to show this as a fourth grader speaking some serious truths when it comes to masks. Let's go ahead and play, Mr. Producer, cut number one. 
turned 10 years old. Just talk a little closer to that. So they can... I just turned 10 years old, and I am a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council, or turn to face each other at lunch, and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed, and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while they're yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up i asked my mom if there's a word for this and she said there is hypocrisy wearing a mask all day makes me feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches sometimes i'm in school and i need to lay low in the dark until they're gone my mask also sticks to my face when it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe I feel like I can't catch my breath, and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished taking all of my FSAs, and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. But I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should too. I have allergies, and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair, and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional today. It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, John. And that is 10-year-old John Provenzano, a fourth grader at Martin in Martin County, Florida, who wants school to go back to normal. I love that line. Before I'd even watched it, I've had people saying that line to me. I asked my mom if there was a word for it, and she said there is. It's called hypocrisy. That was a, that was a bang-up job from that kid. Uh, if he wants to be in politics, this could we could have just seen a star being born down in Martin County, Florida. <clears throat> and some good news here in Texas. Let's go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, announced yesterday that after this year, I believe what the date is June 4th, June 4th, starting June 4th, schools and towns are no longer allowed to require face masks. So he's letting them go through the end of the year. But starting June 4th, any school that defies Abbott's order and forces people, to, it forces kids, students, staff, or teachers to wear a mask will have to pay a fine of up to $1,000 up to $1,000. So schools 
are are uh, they're exempted through June fourth. But starting the twenty first of May, so that's only two days. Local governments attempting to impose mask mandates will be fined up to a thousand dollars. Lots of people saying that uh, that Florida has the best governor in the country. I like DeSantis. DeSantis is good, but uh, Abbott is certainly giving him a run for his money. Okay, we can go ahead and take that down now. Um, actually, no, one more bit. This is this is the same. Go back to my screen, and yeah, there's tons of ads, but this is Daily Mail. Th- this headline is insane. A brush with the law. Capital r- rioter is arrested after he was overheard bragging about attending the January 6th rampage while having his teeth cleaned at the dentist. Yes, you, 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 you heard that correctly. He bragged about smoking marijuana in the Capitol building. Someone at the dentist's office overheard him, turned him into the FBI, and he was arrested for trespassing. If, if we've said this on this show a lot, this country is incredibly divided. We are closer than ever. We are closer to a civil war now than at any time since the civil war. That, that's what the data shows us. And if, and if you want to know how you know that, here's the example. Someone was turned into the FBI to be prosecuted for trespassing because someone overheard them at the dentist office bragging about stepping into the people's house. And yeah, albeit apparently smoking a joint. That is how that is just one of the many examples to see how divided the country is. I have to I have to go to the dentist next month and uh after reading this I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Keep my mouth shut, but just goes to show what the administration is is doing to try and catch as many conservatives as possible. Okay, so let, let's get into this. Joe Biden had a rough day yesterday. I don't know if you watch this. He had a rough, rough day. He flew to Michigan to speak at um, at an auto manufacturer, and it didn't go well. Anytime Joe Biden gets in front of a microphone, it doesn't go well. He, he gave some gibberish. He lied. We're going to play a couple of those. And he also complimented Rashida Tlaib. That's probably the worst. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and play this. This is Joe Biden talking about the battery industry. But uh, he had one of those dementia moments, choosing the wrong word. And he called it, he said that he, he and Barack Obama have a long history of supporting battery injury. Very strange. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number two. Our own Department of Energy pioneered and transformed the battery injury when Barack and I were in office. And through the Recovery Act, grants and loans. <laughs> so you can hear... In that silence, there was a slight laughter. He said that under him and Barack, they pioneered the battery injury. I, I guess they meant to say industry. And I guess they're talking, I mean, is he, is he talking about Solyndra? Because we can go down, we can open up that can of worms, worms if, if we want. I mean, the Obama administration invested in a lot of green energy companies that were focusing on battery research, and a lot of them went belly up. So I'm not sure what he's referring to. But apparently, they were focusing on battery injuries. Not entirely sure what that's all about. But let's go ahead. So he keeps going. And he tells, this is a lie. We we could have showed a bunch of lies. But this one, I was actually shocked that he repeated because it had been fact-checked in the past. Joe Biden claimed that his great-grandpa was a coal miner. It just isn't true. 
it's been fact-checked to death, but he still tells the lie. Let's go ahead and play cut number three. It worked. My dad used to say, Joey, and I swear to God, when he left Scranton, when Cole died, my dad was not a, was he was a salesperson. He wasn't a coal miner. My great-grandpa was, but. <laughs> so we actually have the receipts on this. George T. Biden, one of his great-grandpops, born in 1867, he wasn't a coal miner. He was a produce dealer. He dealt in produce, in vegetables, fruits, vegetables, and the like. So he wasn't a coal miner. You see, you have, we have Edward Francis Blewett, born 1859. He was a civil engineer, a businessman, and a politician in the Democratic Party in the Pennsylvania State Senate. He served as a Democratic legislator from 1907 to 1910. He wasn't a coal miner. Then you have George Hamilton Robinette, born in Maryland, 1944. No, Robinette was a locomotive engineer and then became a railroad inspector. That leaves only one more. Only one more. Owen Finnegan, an Irish immigrant, but he he lived in New York. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where, where he's getting this. I mean, it's just not true. It just is not true. I'm, I'm going to send you something, Mr. Producer, to play. There's a, uh, a video. Oh, actually, no, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get hit with it. Joe Biden did an interview on Jon Stewart on Comedy Central years ago, back in 2004. And he admitted that his father, that no one in his family was a coal miner. He admitted it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, he said, uh, this is what he, he admitted on the show. And hell, I might be president now if it weren't for the fact that I said I had an uncle who was a coal miner. It turned out I didn't know anybody in the coal mines. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he admitted that in, in the early 2000s, he claimed that someone in his family worked in the coal mines. It was just a lie. But he's repeating it. He's repeating it. And you have to think that one of the reasons that he is lying like this is because he knows that, for example, the Washington Post is no longer fact-checking presidential lies. They only did it for Trump, and then they shut it down for Biden. They said that he doesn't speak enough to justify it. Well, when he does, he tells a lot of doozies. So we got battery injuries, which are a real thing. Battery, you can get injured by a battery, but I guarantee Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. And then you have him lying that his great-grandpa was a coal miner when we have the receipts no matter he had four and they a bunch of them they were not this one though is is pretty stunning given what's going on between israel and palestine the fact that joe biden went out of his way to compliment and to speak highly of and to actually hope that rashida talib's family in palestine is okay which is it's, it's a nice thing but you cannot divorce these comments that joe biden made about rashida talib from the current situation in Israel, between Israel and Palestine, and his administration taking a unapologetically pro-Palestine stance. This is Biden co complimenting Rashida Tlaib, Palestinian, uh, unapologetic Hamas supporter. Let's play cut number four. I'm Rashid Tlaib, where's Rashid? I tell you what, Rashid, I want to say to you that uh, I admire your intellect i admire your passion and i admire your concern for so many other people and it's my from my heart i pray that your grandmom and family are well i promise you i'm gonna do everything to see that they are 
on the West Bank. You're a fighter, and God, thank you for being a fighter. She's a fighter. She's a fighter for Hamas. She's a fighter for leftism. She's a fighter for a fighter against Israel. She's a fighter for many things. Marxism. None of them deserve applause, especially not applause inside of an auto manufacturer. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. You go, you go to the state. You you mention the local politicians. Give them some some cred so that the news media will mention them. They they that's how that's how the game's played. But you can't ignore the fact that Joe Biden said this while Palestine and Israel are in a hot war right now. <laughs> you, you can't divorce those comments from the current reality. Uh, we've never had a president go out of his way to to wish well on the Palestinian people. And listen, I've, I've met a bunch of Palestine, Palestinians when I lived in Lebanon. I met a lot of Palestinian refugees. They're refugees, but they're never going back. I mean... They claim they believe that one day they'll just walk into Israel and that they'll they'll still be able to go home. They still keep the old keys from their doors. Now those keys don't work anymore. Um, they're not they're not refugees. They, at this point, they just they just have to accept the fact that Israel will exist, right? I've met a lot of Palestinians though. They're nice people, right? I, I don't wish ill on anyone, but for the Feder- for the United States government, for the president of the United States to take such a pro-Palestinian stance, we've never had it before. And uh, and it, it, it's if you support Israel, if you support the only democracy in the Middle East, well, I guess Lebanon kind of a democracy. Israel is the only like democracy that you recognize as democracy. If you support it, um, seeing what Biden is doing is very, very frightening. This wasn't the first time that he had interacted with Rashid on his trip, though. When he came down the steps of Air Force One, he didn't trip, didn't fall. It was that this is a good day. He didn't fall. but he did meet with Rashida Tlaib and we played that clip yesterday of him putting his mask on, even though everyone in attendance was vaccinated and they were outside and no one in the CDC recommends that he does it. Um, we didn't, I didn't recognize at the time because her back was turned that he was talking to Rashida Tlaib, but he was the leftist media, social media, leftists on social media. When I, after the show ended, I, I was like, well, what did I miss? Cause every time we go to air for two hours, we miss things. So after, afterwards I say, what do I miss? I'm reading through leftist Twitter because I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the insanity of leftist Twitter. And I kept seeing the same kind of headlines. Rashida Tlaib confronts Biden, confronts him. I was like, whoa, that, that sounds pretty dramatic. Rashida Tlaib confronted Joe Biden right off of the steps of Air Force One. I got to see this video. I want to see this confrontation. Uh, did anyone else see these, these, uh, these tweets? She confronted him. She confronted him. Here's the video of Rashida Tlaib unapologetic Hamas supporter, terrorist supporter, Marxist, member of the squad. This is a video of Rashida Tlaib confronting Joe Biden. Let's go ahead and play it. This is cut number five. That's the confrontation. That's the confrontation. So you have people on the radical left want Rashida Tlaib to look like she is fighting establishment Democrats and she's demanding policies that are more to the left. And meanwhile, he just walks down, walks her after her, shakes her hand. That's what passes for a confrontation, apparently, on 
leftist Twitter. Um, but on, on the, it's funny. But the other side of this is that Joe Biden is openly friendly with, and I get, is the party local congresswoman? I get. It. But for Joe Biden trying to claim that he is a bipartisan president, which have you noticed they changed the term of bipartisan? Bipartisan used to mean that you have to have a bill that has at least one Republican supporting in Congress. Joe Biden's changed that because his agenda has no Republican support. So that's no longer the definition of bipartisan. In his mind, bipartisan is now, oh, there's a Republican somewhere in the country who supports it. It's a very low bar. Right. But for Joe Biden claiming that he is a, a, a president who's loved by the anti-Trump Republicans to walk up and be so cozy with Rashida Tlaib, who is one of the most leftist progressive members of Congress, member of the squad. And just to be so warmly shake her hand. I don't know. It, it, one, I can't believe that the, the far left tried to brand that as a confrontation. And two, I can't believe that Biden's people would want those optics out there. So. We have that. We have Biden complimenting Rashida Tlaib. We have the confrontation. Then we have this. This is an interview aboard Air Force One afterwards. And the, a, a reporter asked, not Saki, not the Circle Back Girl, one of the lower communications um, people in the White House, asks whether Biden was trying to send a message by so prominently featuring Rashida Tlaib in his remarks. And they got saved by the bell. And by that, I mean, they got saved by the seatbelt bell. They just refused to answer the question and said, oh, the captain says you have to sit down now. So let's listen to this. This is only audio, but let's listen to this. Cut number six. President looking to send a message to Israel or the, the global audience by making sure to meet with a Palestinian-American congresswoman on the tarmac yesterday and by um, referencing her in his speech. I mean, just to be clear, like that, the trip to Michigan was pre-planned before any of this. Lots of Democratic lawmakers in Michigan who he could have met with and spoke about. Oh, sorry, we have to add. Confirm the Nord Stream news. Can you confirm the Nord Stream? Can you get? Can you confirm on Nord Stream? I got it. So they finally get a hard question. They finally get a hard question. We're like, well. What did, did was this on purpose? Did you mean to send this message to Israel that on Biden's first real trip out of the White House to see the country, he meets with a Palestinian um, congresswoman on the tarmac and praises her speech? And they say, well, it was pre-planned. And then the reporter says, well, there's lots of Democrat politicians, which is what I said. There's lots of people he could have met with. And then they get saved by the captain putting the seatbelt sign on. <laughs> I go, no, sorry. I'm not going to answer that because seatbelts so bye and then they just leave they just leave and did you see this joe biden behind the wheel of a car uh, i thought it was legally required that you take away their keys when they reach this level of dementia but joe biden behind the wheel of a car he is asked by a reporter to answer a question about israel palestine and he threatens to murder them yeah let's play cut seven can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive away? No, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. Ha! Ha! So Joe Biden. Hey, Joe Biden, can we uh, can we ask you a question about Israel-Palestine? No, unless you get in front of this pickup truck and allow me to run you over. If Donald Trump had said that, he would have been impeached for it. 
Well, they impeached Trump for everything, right? They impeached Trump for everything. But if he would have said something like that, like, yeah, I'll answer your question if you let me murder you first. Oh, my God. They never shut up about it. They never shut up about it. It would just be constant, constant, constant. Oh, threatening violence, threatening violence, threatening attacks against journalists, against the free press, against the fourth, the fourth branch of government. I mean, we, we, when Donald Trump would stand up and just say, the press is the enemy of the people. And they would just, they would just say, say, say the same thing. Oh my God, he's anti-press. He's unconstitutional. He's evil. He's trying to get us killed. He's trying to get us all murdered. Joe Biden actually jokes about murdering a reporter. And he gets chuckles. But lots of people in the comments section saying, wait, Joe Biden wasn't driving. You are right. I didn't want to, I, I want to set it up for this. But yes, Joe Biden wasn't actually driving that vehicle. Yeah. Is, is that going to mind blown? Pfft. Let's play it again and notice and think to yourself, how could it be that Joe Biden isn't driving if there's a steering wheel in front of him? Let's play that again. Let's play this Joe Biden threatening to run a reporter over again. Cut number seven. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive away? No, you can't. So Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> so here we go. Hand at 10, hand at 2. Joe Biden's ready to go. How could he not be driving? Right? We see it. We see it. He is driving. And, and you can see that it's a very strange angle for the camera, right? It is not. You can't see in the car from that, from that angle with that pool reporter. You can just see his hands on the wheel. It's almost like they're designing this shot to make it look like he's driving when he really isn't. But again, how could it be that he isn't driving if he has his hands at 10 and 2? Huh. Let's go ahead and put up image number one. So here you can see that Joe Biden's hands are on the wheel. But if you notice next to him, there is a second steering wheel. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? There's a second, you can see it right there in the, in the red box. There's another set of hands on a steering wheel. I've, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen that in like a training vehicle when you go and you have to take your driver's test. You get, it's usually a very beat up sedan and it has two steering wheels. The idea being that if you are learning to drive and you're about to kill yourself, the driving instructor can step in and steer the vehicle. Huh. Did Joe Biden just get into a driver's ed Ford F-150? What does this even mean? Does anyone else have an have an explanation of what this means? I look, this is not photoshopped. This is real. There is, there are, I, I, I mean, at, at first I thought, is this like a postal worker's car? And they just put a second steering wheel to make it look like he's driving? Like those toys that you give kids in the backseat to think that they're driving? Like no, I don't think the I don't think the, uh, the USPS has any pickup trucks. I know that they have Jeep Wranglers. I don't know if they have pickup trucks. Th is this a driver's ed car? What is this? Anyone, if anyone has an answer, please call in 888-441-1121. I'm genuinely curious. I'm sure the fact checkers will have something to say about this. I'm sure the fact checkers will say, well, actually, it was a uh, light refracting through the window. It's actually a reflection of Joe Biden's own hands. It's optical illusion. Like, remember when you saw the green screened microphones at the bottom of the shot? Oh, no, that's just perspective. It's a wide angle lens. Okay. Okay, fact checkers. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's also AZ Patriot on DLive is right. There's a GIF where Joe Biden turns the wheel 90 degrees, but the wheels are too straight. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw it too. Is He wasn't steering the car. Uh, yeah, is it a test vehicle? Do they 
Alex says test vehicle. Do they have two steering wheels on a test vehicle? I don't. I. I I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. It, it's it's very very strange, very very peculiar. Anyone anyone with explanations? I'm. In, oh, someone says it's a demo test vehicle. Apparently, it's it's very common to have two steering wheels in a demo test vehicle. I I've never seen that. But I'll, <laughs> Pam in Facebook says it's a photo op vehicle. Yes, yes, it is a photo op vehicle. And the reason it's a photo op vehicle again, obviously, C-SPAN had that accidental cut. But if this was a real news agency wanting to get to the truth of it, they would want the American people to see this. They'd want the American... Ramona says, yeah, dual control cars are a thing. Yes, I, I told you that dual control cars are a thing. I said that the most people experience them when they're doing driving school. Yes, dual control, control cars are a thing. Usually, the president of the United States doesn't need one. Um, just a, just a weird. Just, just a little strange. A little strange, especially when he's not driving. Like the media reported that he drove away when it's very clear that he wasn't driving. Just very, very strange all around. So that was a weird little photo op. But I want to show you what happens after the president, the potatus, goes out of his way to praise a Palestinian member of Congress, goes out of his way to spend his time in a speech hoping for the well-being of the Palestinian people. I want to show you what happens when a president like this goes out of his way to praise Palestine. This happened, I believe it was yesterday or maybe a couple days ago. This happened in Los Angeles. A group of Palestinians attacked another group of Jewish people just on the street for no reason other than the fact that they were Jewish. I'm going to play this a little bit for you in reverse. We're going to play the, the video, and the guy posted this on Twitter. He said free, people are free to share it and post it. So this is a guy explaining what happened, and then we're going to show you how it started, and then we're going to show you the actual fight. So we're going to go this a little bit of theatrical editing to set the narrative. But I want you to watch this. This is what happens when the president of the United States just abandons the United States' long-held policy position of being a friend and ally to Israel and openly embraces Palestinian terrorism. This is what it looks like. Let's play cut number eight. We're here outside Sushi Fumi in West Hollywood. A group of Palestinians, about 30 of them, jumped out of a car and asked who was Jewish. Two guys said they were, and they proceeded to beat them up. So this is the after in. action. Even uh, a Christian Arab. Jumped out to help. Guy in a gray shirt right here. They're apparently going around the city and asking who's Jewish and beating him up. This is America, guys. Let's cut it. Things are not looking good. So that is in LA, a group of a group of um Jews attacked on the street by Palestinians. And you can hear the cops say, well, you can go to the doctor. Doesn't seem like that's <laughs> that they're going to get a whole lot of support from that cop. That was the after. And I want to play that because the guy explains exactly what happened. I want to show you how this thing started. 
the Palestinians just were driving around waving their Palestinian flag, which everyone knows if that is the true sign of assimilation. Right? When you come to the United States and search for a better life and you fly the Palestinian flag, almost like you're a conquering army through the streets of this country, that's the true sign of assimilation. Everyone who is listening to the audio version, that is heavy, heavy sarcasm. This is how it started. Let's go ahead and play cut number nine. So, getting a little bit fired up, yelling, saying Israel's killing babies, flying around. I mean, they're driving around like they are in the Middle East. Anyone who's ever visited the Middle East, people will literally hang out of cars. I I did that when I lived in Lebanon. We would have these taxis called service, which basically everyone pays a dollar fifty, and the taxi would just take you anywhere. <laughs> it's very strange. I don't know how they actually profited from that. So we'd fit like like eight people into a sedan. We'd all be hanging out out the windows. Very dangerous. But they're doing that here, flying one of the largest Palestinian flags I've seen in this hemisphere. Very large Palestinian flag shouting obscenities at Jewish people on the street. And as we heard in the first clip, they are going. They were going around the city and just doing this to any Jew they could find. So that's bad. It's bad enough that they're shouting uh, profanity. They got out of their cars and it came to fisticuffs. Let's play cut number 10. Yeah, so that is what the American streets look like. That is apparently what the streets of LA look like. Hey, listen, you see that one guy, a little portly guy? Say what you want about the Palestinian terrorists just indiscriminately attacking Jews in the street. Say what you want. He wore his kafia over his mouth. He was fully masked. You don't want to spread the virus. So while he was savagely beating someone, he was also slowing the spread, which is which is a sign of true patriotism, as Joe Biden said. That's the most patriotic thing you could do while you're beating someone up is to wear a mask so you don't spread the virus. I don't this isn't Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden didn't tell them to do this. But we live in a world where the media will take things like this and blame the president. We went through four years of this under Trump. Donald Trump has Jewish grandchildren. His daughter, Ivanka, is an Orthodox Jew. Jared Kushner, her husband, is an Orthodox Jew. His grandchildren are Orthodox Jews. He is a friend of the Jewish people. He was a staunch ally of Israel. He moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Right? He is a, he's a friend of the Jewish people in pretty much every sense of the word. The media went out of their way to call him an anti-Semite without any evidence to support the fact. And anytime they were, there was a hate crime against a Jewish person in this country, they blamed Donald Trump. It was, it was somehow his rhetoric that inflamed white supremacy or some BS like that, that it was, it was he who caused racists to attack innocent Jewish people. Notice how the media isn't doing that with Joe Biden. Notice how 
Notice how the same day that he praises Palestine, that he praises the Palestinian congresswoman, the same day that he hopes the Palestinian people survive, the same day that his White House is urging Israel to call off their attacks on Hamas terrorists, the same day that his White House is condemning them for blowing up a building where Hamas was operating out of because the Associated Press also happened to be in there, the same day you have street gangs of Palestinian, I would have to assume immigrants or children of immigrants, driving through the streets of Los Angeles and just beating up any Jews they could find. How is this not front page news? How is this not running on every single news outlet? Well, listen, the connections they tried to make between Donald Trump and and uh, hate crimes, anti-Jewish hate crimes, anti-Semitic hate crimes, th that was very, it was very spurious. It was very, very loose, right? It was, they basically said, well, well, Donald Trump likes, Southerners like Trump and Southerners are racist and racists tend to be Klansmen and Klansmen hate the Jews. So therefore Donald Trump is responsible. It was a very strange logical tree. What Joe Biden is very simple. Joe Biden is the first president in our lifetime. I mean, I guess you could say maybe Clinton, but even Clinton, when he, when he was when he was talking with Arafat, he still was taking a pro-Israel stance, right? Even Clinton knew better than to just abandon Israel. This White House is actively discussing not rearming Israel. Yes, as I mentioned this yesterday, Israel produces many of their own weapons. They're also dependent on the United States for their defensive capabilities. If the United States cut them off from their defensive weaponry, their, the rockets, the missiles they need, Israel would be very, very screwed. Now, they, they'd survive. Part of the reason that Israel has their military industrial complex in the country is to make sure that they would their survival is not dependent on the help of others. But this is the first president actively talking about not giving Israel defensive weapons or offensive weapons as a, as a way to try and drag Israel to a negotiating table. We've never had this before. So yes, it is perfectly rational, reasonable to say that these two events have some kind of link, right? This is, Joe Biden would always say this, this is Donald Trump's America. When BLMers were rioting and burning down buildings, this is Donald Trump's America. Well, this is Joe Biden's America. This is Joe Biden's America. Like if you were Jewish and someone on the street says, are you Jewish? Do not say yes. It's just ignore them, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's terrible to live in that fear, but knowing what this country is going through right now, listen, the police aren't going to prosecute that. Maybe they'll find them. Who knows? Federal government certainly isn't going to look at it. They're too busy. As I said at the start, go back to my screen. They're too busy arresting people for trespassing in the Capitol because they were overheard at a dentist's office bragging about smoking a joint in the Capitol building. So someone overhears them at the dentist's office, turns them into the FBI, they get prosecuted for trespassing. That is the that is the prosecutorial priority of the Department of Justice, not stopping the roving gangs of Palestinians beating people in the streets because of their religion. That is not the priority of the Biden administration. Brian says, it's very strange, Max, because Democrat logic is an oxymoron. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, Democrats aren't stupid. Uh, we, we make fun of stupidity. Joe Biden is very stupid. We make fun of stupidity. But when you look at Democrat, the Democrat leadership, they're not stupid. They are, they are very smart. And, and by that, I mean, they know what they're doing. They know how to accomplish their policy goals. They focus group test things. They, they use polling. You say polling doesn't matter. Well, when, when you're polling the same question for decades and you're seeing shifts, at that point, it is very, very useful. When you're looking at polling just a snapshot in time, not that useful. But when you're asking the same question every single week for a decade plus, 
it's useful to find trends. The Democrats are very smart. They, they understand how to get what they want. They're willing to play the long game. Republicans far too often won't. And that's because GOP, largely, they're fools. But they also really don't want to win. They don't want to win. They, they would much rather lose and continue to fundraise than actually have to win and do what they say. In that, in that sense, the GOP is trash. But the Democrats understand the long game. They understand that instead of trying to go for the Hail Mary pass and get all gun, for example, all gun control all at once, they're willing to fight a generational fight. Okay, we'll get this in the 90s. Then we'll get a little bit of this in the 2000s. We'll fight for this in the 2010s, and then we'll get this in the 2020s. They're willing to, they're willing to have that fight. So I did say trash. So go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Today's synonym of the day is raffle. There's many different words, uh, definitions for raffle, but one of them is discarded and useless material. Synonyms, chaff, deadwood, debris, dreck, dross. So raffle is the synonym of the day, synonym for trash. Yeah, so I, I, I watch this. I, I, wa I watch this, and yeah, I, we can laugh at Joe Biden's obvious stupidity. We can laugh at the fact that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, first of all, I went to Boston College, so I have nothing but bad things to say about Boston University. <laughs> so I will crap all over her and her alma mater every day of the week. <laughs> um, that is a pinnacle of safety school. Um, so she's, she's also very dumb. Right. It doesn't matter that she went to a, a bad school. She's also very dumb and she shows it on a regular basis. So we can make fun of their ignorance. But we, when we talk about the entire party, the party apparatus, they know what they're doing. This, this isn't tyranny by accident. They know what they are doing. So it, it's, it's not worth it to call them dumb. They, they understand that if they praise Palestine, that this is going to happen. Listen, they just spent four years, as I said, claiming that Donald Trump was spurring on anti-Semitic hate crimes. Like, you remember, remember the anti-Asian hate crimes? They, they claimed that Donald Trump was causing anti-Asian hate crimes because he called it the China virus. No one cares that now they're calling it the Indian, the, uh, the Indian, uh, was it the, the Indian strain? No one cares that they call it the South African strain. No one calls it, cares that they call it the England strain. They only care when you call it the China virus. And now you have Asian hate crimes spiking. But what they don't tell you is that the Asian hate crimes are being predominantly, not majority, but a plurality of Asian hate crimes are being committed by African-Americans, by the Democrats' top voting bloc. No, not every, every African-American who does something horrible to an Asian person is a Democrat. I get that. But it, it, we're not talking about good old boys from the South. This isn't no Southern strategy. We're talking about African-American community committing the, uh, the plurality of these hate crimes. It's incredible. So we, we see that. We see that video of what happens if you're getting attacked in an inner city. Thank goodness there was a police officer there. And that police officer offered to render aid, offered them to go to the hospital or the doctor's office. Imagine, I'm not going to say that you're going to be out in the middle of nowhere and being attacked by a, a gang of Palestinians while you're hiking or mountain biking or whatever. That's not going to happen. But it is possible for disaster to strike. When you're out and about, when you are, when you're in the wilderness, when you're in a rural area, maybe the, maybe the ambulance won't get to you in time. No one should have to live with that uncertainty. So if you spend a lot of time outdoors, it is imperative that you check out the sponsor of our show, Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network is an organization that for $85 a year will give you, your wife, and your household 
coverage should you need an air medical transport and, uh, to a hospital, right? So if, if you get hurt in the mountains, hurt in the desert, hurt anywhere, and, and you need to be airlifted, air med transport, air med care network will cover you. And I said $85 a year, it's actually less if you buy the three-year plan or the five-year plan. This is really the kind of coverage that no one should go without. And it's not just, it's not just rural areas. We we're talking with someone, I was talking with someone the other day, they're just to take their kids from one town to another town in the Denver metro area. So not in the middle of nowhere, in the Denver metro area, 45 grand to go from one town to the other. It's insanity. And I get it. Money's not the most important issue when you, when disaster strikes. You want to make sure everyone's healthy, everyone will survive, everyone's good. But I'll tell you, afterwards, money does become a problem. And if you do not have this coverage, your health insurance probably will not cover the air medical transport. But again, for as low as $85 for one year, you can cover your entire family with Air Med Care Network. So make sure you, you go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on what plan you pick. Really, really important. Check this out if you spend a lot of time outdoors. Again, that's www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. And yeah, I, I guess it's possible you could encounter a roving band of Palestinians in the wilderness as well. Um, in that case, you would definitely need Air Med Care Network. Did you guys see, um, before, before we end for the hour, uh, did you guys see what's going on with Trump? How the New York Attorney General is now, it's, it's now a, uh, a criminal investigation into Trump? Do you see this? So it started as a civil probe to make sure he paid his taxes and the like. Uh-oh, okay, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. <clears throat> So the New York Attorney General's office says the Trump Organization investigation is now criminal. New York Attorney General is now working with the Manhattan District Attorney's office, which has been conducting a criminal probe into the into former President Trump. Apparently, what they are looking at is whether or not the Trump Organization secured loans by overvaluing their property, their assets. So that's you can't do that. You you can't you cannot claim that you have certain collateral that you do not have. It's it's fraud. With real estate, though, it's a little different because real estate and when and when you look at Donald Trump with Donald Trump with his brand, the Trump brand, when you look at when Trump is on TV, it is very hard to quantify what someone's name is worth. So when you look at one of the things that one of the reasons Donald Trump had so much um, disdain for Forbes, the magazine, was that they kept undervaluing his worth whenever they would publish their their richest people on, on the planet, their, that that article, that, that issue. Because he felt that the Trump brand, the Trump name, just being able to license the Trump name was worth more than Forbes thought, which is a fair thing, right? And and real estate obviously goes up and down, up and down. So it, it's it's really weak what they're doing. Obviously, they want to get him. The New York Attorney General's office said a while ago that, that they were going to get Trump on whatever they could. This is very Stalinistic. You show me the man, I'll show you the crime. They identified they want to prosecute Trump. Now they're going to try and figure out how to do it. But anyone who's ever filled out documents knows that when you when you go to a let's let's say you go to get a let's say you go to get a, a car, go to buy a car, and you fill out the financing form and it says what is your income, and you state your income. Now, if you work on commission, that changes, right? Some some days you have good months, some days you have bad months. Some years end up being better, some end up being worse. So, but you put down a number, right? That doesn't mean you're lying. It can change. 
Now, if you said I make two million a year when you don't, when you make uh, like fifty thousand, then yeah, that's an obvious lie. But if it's within that range of of what's reasonable to expect in a given year, you're not going to get prosecuted by saying you make a couple grand more a year than you actually do when you're expecting better revenue totals. You don't prosecute people for that. But they're just this shows you how weak the case against Donald Trump is that they're going after him for over-representing the value of his real estate holdings in an attempt to secure a loan. Pretty incredible stuff, huh? Yeah, now even out of office, they still have Trump on the brain. We're gonna pl- we're gonna read the Trump statement about this. It's a big one, but we're gonna read it on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And your host, Max McGuire. 